Welcome to Better Business Building, where I'm your host, Adam Menderich, where I talk to business leaders from all shapes of life about what's worked for them and how they can help you win. Well, James, thanks so much for coming on today for Better Business Building. Welcome, mate. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, yeah. So a long time in the making, and I've wanted to talk to you for such a long time. But just for the audience, um, tell me a little bit more about what you do. So I am with uh, Sell Better by JB Sales. Our mission is to elevate the sales profession and get people thinking differently at the sales level. It's more than what you think it is. It's not all Wolf of Wall Street and cold call blocks and boiler room stuff. It's real relationships with real solutions to real problems that are out there, but you got to give a shit about the people that you talk to. That's what we do at Sell Better by JB Sales. Learn more at join better or sorry, joinjbsales.com. Awesome. Awesome. So I guess you would have seen, because you and I would have come up from the boiler room type situations and, and what we've learned along the way that what did work, what didn't work and what works now are maybe a lot of different things. Like what, what type of things are you seeing? Like, do you see a massive shift in the future of like how SDRs in the front, the top of the funnel is needs to be actioned or like, what, what, what are you saying? I, right I think the SDR role is changing dramatically right now. In fact, I would argue that in the next five years, you're going to see a personal brand, a digital presence become a necessity for a sales development candidate to earn a role. How does this person represent themselves online? Can they be somebody that represents our company online in a positive way? These people become walking, talking billboards for organizations. And until these companies start leaning into those types of people, they're going to consistently struggle with salespeople that just come in and go through the motions. They just pump through calls. I've made 150 phone calls today and scheduled a meeting. Congratulations is what's heard on the sales floor. But I, I don't understand what you're congratulating. I would rather make 10 calls to very targeted list that makes sense and schedule three meetings that have a very high likelihood of closing. This is what SDRs are doing that are top performers today. They're doing less, way better. Love it. Love it. So what do you say to like the the C-suite that are still pushing the actions that let's call it dumb actions from yesteryear. What do you say to them? You know, some of these leaders out here, it's funny. So, so let me tell you about an experiment I've been doing. Okay. So let's, let's just talk like real time, like the hypocrisy of sales leadership. Okay. We say, we say that we want you to make more cold calls, but when people cold call us, we're like, Hey, take me off your list. Screw off. Right? Stop calling me. We say these things, but then we have whole rooms of people that we manage and we're out there going, make more cold calls. It's insanity, mm -hmm. right? The hypocrisy knows no bounds. It's worse than that though, because they have to realize that they are coaching people to one day not work for them. Yeah. These people are not going to be with you forever. You as the leader of this pack of new sales development reps, mm -hmm. it's not the job that's a stepping stone leaders out there. It's you. You're the stepping stone mm. for these people. They one day work their way up a chain and you still lead a team of SDRs, but they become account executives, customer success reps, marketing reps, writers, content creators, hosts of shows. I could go on. Yeah. But the point is you are the stepping stone most of the time as the leader. Mm. It's okay, man. That's why you get paid the big bucks, right? That's okay. We have to own that as leaders, coaching people to one day not work for you. That's your goal as a manager, director, a VP. That's a, that's an amazing accomplishment to be able to do that. Own that. It's a good thing. Yeah. So they, I'll take a little bit from what you've said there. So ideally these leaders should be so, so well polished in what they're doing, but 
deliberately knowing that they're getting the people coming in and that they're, they're, they're making them better when they want to leave, not around the other way. That's right. Not trying to. That's force right. Them. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. And they're trying to force it to a point where like someone might be with them for a long extended amount of time. That's the opposite of what that person wants. Mm-hmm. Now let's take a big step back from this and take a deep breath. It takes time to get good at something. It takes a year SDRs in of the world, aspiring SDRs of the world. I know you're out there listening to this. Don't come into this job and say, I want to be an account executive by the end of the year. You will barely be a profitable SDR by the end of that first year. That's the reality because it takes a year just to learn the industry, the language, the competitors, the product, the service, the customers. That's just off the top of my head. Yeah. Right. It's a year just to learn that stuff. But we come in and we we immediately start shooting for this next level. Stop Mm -hmm. it. And really zone in on what you're doing at the prospecting level, because you're going to have to do that even as you progress through your career. We should all be defaulting to prospecting from the CEO down. Yes. We should all be defaulting to prospecting. I'll say that until I'm blue in the face, until yep. everyone wants to, if you want to combat me on that feel come yeah. at me, bro. I'm ready. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I, um, I, I know that, um, Sometimes you've probably seen, I say a lot of polarizing comments on LinkedIn. It's not because I'm trying to be like this crazy person out there, but I say like things like they need to be connected to the doing, but also like it's, yeah, it seems to be like when I say things like that, what you've just said, I can notice I might get 50 connection requests, but then I I know that three long-term followers that might've followed me from when I had no following unfollow. So I know that you know what, if, if you're a person that unfollows me, I'm okay with that. I've always said that our brands and somebody else, somebody else said this and I don't know who it was. I always want to say it was Seth Godin, but I don't think it was Seth Godin. Anyway, someone said some very smart person that's way smarter than me said, our brands are like magnets. Mm-hmm. One end of it is something that pulls people towards you. And the other is the end, the pole that pushes things away from you. If you're one or the other, that's wonderful. Thank you for letting me know which one you are. The ones that are are attracted to you, you stand a really good chance of being able to sell to them. Yeah, You stand a really good chance of being able to strike up a conversation with them. But Mm -hmm. the ones that are repelled by your brand, let somebody else that has a brand they're attracted to sell to them. They, that person might be on your team. Hey, hey, uh, Larry, this person right here looks really rigid. Maybe you'd be a better person to reach out to them. <laughs> Let me give you this lead real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, I, when you said that, what came into my head was like, let's pass them to Bland Benny. Yeah, yeah. Bland Benny, you know, you know. I could probably, we could probably come up with a million of them, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Angry Allen. Angry mm-hmm. Allen. This guy looks like he's for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Will you call him with spite and anger in your voice? I promise he'll respond. <laughs> so, digging into a little bit more of like why the the SDR role, right? So let's let's dig into what maybe that leads to look like in the future. Because I obviously came from the doing prior to the split out in 2011. Like I'd already done full cycle sales, where we would do all of that. This is like from like. 2008, 2009, 2010, et cetera, right? Yeah. Where what we were taught is how to open, how to close, how to work accounts, how to make sure that the handover for the agreeables and the communication plan was fruitful. And we held on to that account for a year and we worked the account to make sure that there was contract penetration. What I see, tell me if you're if you're if I'm way off base here, is 
not only the SDR over here doesn't have that site because of the split out that we've caused, they don't actually learn the skills in each of these four quadrants because they don't need to. So that what that does is cause friction for the customer experience at every touch point. And I'm not saying that they can't do it, but they're in such a rush to get from left to right that they don't actually ever learn the full end-to-end -end service delivery. So they can't have that conversation. They've got to go find the person that maybe the CRO that goes, okay, what would happen if I did this? Whereas we're kind of causing the problem from accelerating them through that. Whereas what I would prefer to see, but tell me yeah, if, if I'm wrong here, if we had, if we allowed them more time to be more senior at the, at the top final SDI actions, and we had more of those people, we wouldn't have these problems. Mm, I believe you. I, the, here's the thing is that people work to what they're compensated for mm -hmm. and yeah, the yeah, faster that's, that's we can problem. get to that point, the easier it is for us to see the end result and shoot for it. Mm -hmm. That's why full cycle is the new modern sales rep. Mm -hmm. That's why full cycle is so attractive because I don't have to worry about you and the pass offs and qualification and discovery because you're going to do it all. It's your mm -hmm. account. You own yeah. it from start to finish and afterwards. Yep. So what we're seeing, I think, what, what's happening is that SDRs are being told, schedule more meetings. Yeah. They're not being told, do better discovery, do better qualification, mm -hmm. then schedule more meetings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so they're compensated for the meeting schedule. They're usually, and I'm not saying this is a blanket statement because there are companies out there that will provide SDRs with a percentage of a closed opportunity that was sourced by them. So yeah. that exists out there, SDRs of the world. It mm -hmm. does exist. Go find it if that's what you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but on the whole, what you find is that they get paid for the meeting scheduled and the meeting attended. That's typically the way it works. You, yep. it, yes. Yes. We'll compensate you for a scheduled meeting if they attend. That's what we mm -hmm. typically see. Once they attend, that's typically up to who to create the opportunity, the mm -hmm. account executive. Mm -hmm. How many SDRs are just really persuasive and really convincing and hard to ignore? Mm -hmm. And really great at working sequences and going through those motions and being persistent with their phone calls, but they don't really care if you want to buy their product. They're mm -hmm. going to wear you down until a point where you're like, I should probably take this meeting. This SDR is doing a great job. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing for an SDR to get that feeling but it does nothing for the closed one opportunity on the other side of the funnel. And here's what happens. Account executives take on this and they also become persuasive and convincing and hard to say no to. This is a wonderful thing, but mm -hmm. wait, if they're also just being convincing and persuasive because they're compensated for the closed opportunity, guess who gets the brunt at the end of the rainbow? It's the customer success rep. It's yeah. the onboarding person that you've just closed on a problem for. Mm -hmm. And then you get to hear it come down from the top because that customer success person is not going to come to you. Mm. That customer success person is going to go to their leadership and they're going to say, I don't think this is a good opportunity. I'm glad that we sold it, but it, our use case is not good here. Yeah. And now what do you do? Mm -hmm. You, your AE, you guys look like the fool. Mm -hmm. Great job closing this deal that is never going to renew, have a bad experience and likely leave a shitty review on Google for us. Mm -hmm. That's essentially how it's viewed at the longer game, the bigger yeah. scale. But yeah. SDRs don't see that scale because they're compensated for the meeting. 
AEs don't see that scale because they're compensated for the close. It's not until they actually buy from you that the sale actually matters. Isn't that Mm. fucked up? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, what what do you think the answer to this problem is? Better discovery, better qualification, better ICPs. Um, ICPs, uh, for those of you that don't know that term, it's ideal customer profile. Um, better persona-driven cadences, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, bet more relevant emails would probably help. Uh, it would be awesome if we all stopped feeling the sleazy car salesman vibe when people call us. So our tones and our body language. Uh, the better use of video would probably help this because our true communication comes through when we leverage video. I think there's a million things out there that could help it, but it all starts with us realizing that we have to care about the other person on the other end of the funnel, both internally and our prospect. And it's usually not just the person we sell to. It's a whole team of people that end up being a victim of a bad sale, right? Yeah. So Digging into that a little bit more, do you think that like the future of the SDR role would be someone so going back, winding back to the start and then curling this back? Do you think that that role itself needs to be that um, persona that's omnipresent on all of these platforms that has mm. that type of presence that is comfortable speaking on videos so that basically when they come to these very, very hyper-targeted situations, they already know how to make it real for them, but the company over here is already basically knowing the person through what they've presented. So almost in essence, we're talking about the top of funnel people being sought after like an elite athlete. I I think that is probably the most accurate description I've seen. And I'll tell you that they're churning very fast. Yeah. The the skill that sale that salespeople have developed is that they're very good at selling themselves. And the problem, I've said this for years, the problem with hiring salespeople is that you don't know if they can sell until after you hire them. Mm-hmm. SDRs are the same. They're very good at presenting themselves. They're very good at it. And then when it's time to do cold calls, we hear things like, I hate cold calls. Wait, dude, wait, but you're an SDR. Like you should <laughs> lean into this. Should be like part of your bread and butter. Like, what are you talking about? Right? Oh. Uh, you, we need to send some cold emails out. Here's your list. Well, what do I say? Wait, but you're an SDR. Like you, <laughs> I'm so confused, <laughs> right? We see these things all the time. Yeah. Um, there's so much, there's so much nuance to being a seller in the modern world mm-hmm. that was never relevant 10, 15 years ago. Just, hell, just in the last two years, we can see major shifts in the way that sales is done. And at both ends, it's not just the sellers. Mm-hmm. The way people buy has changed yeah. dramatically because yeah. everyone has that goal line defense on their calendar. Like, yo, if this yeah. is not relevant to what I'm thinking about today, right now in this hour, forget it. I don't, I'm not, I can't waste my time on it. Yeah. So sellers have to be like shooting arrows at targets and really going for the bullseye when it comes to relevance, personalization, timeliness, triggers, uh, you know, relevance for your value prop back to that trigger is so much packed into this has taken a huge hit over the last two years. And the the days of batch and blast, and I'm only going to talk to people that want to talk to me are long gone. Yeah. So do you think that this, so let's dig into that a little bit. The skill set of what you're saying is, substantially high i was going to put a figure on it i was going to say like that's that's almost like 80 percent more than what some of the c-suite that are still asking for the dumb actions believe the role is 
So why would it, they not? So if we want that, we want this unicorn persona, elite athlete type SDR that is omnipresent, sure. can multi-thread, can have conversations absolutely everywhere to be to strike with relevance and precision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why do we not pay them for that skill set? Ah, because so so there's two factors here. The first one is that we don't compensate sales reps to better themselves typically. Mm -hmm. In fact, we tell them if you're going to invest in yourself, make sure you're doing it on your own time, not on our time. Yeah. Right. What? Wait, <laughs> me growing in the company is not an interest to you. Right. So that's the first mm -hmm. problem. The second problem is we're not reaching for the right people to give the opportunities to. Yeah. We think we want people with experience. Well, what does that mean? What it means to most technological people is I need people that know how to work an email. They know this system. They know that system. They've worked on invoices before. They've got experience with purchase orders. There's all these specifics. But wait, you said no experience. Let me mm -hmm. tell you what we need to do. We need to go back to basics and we need to start going to restaurants and bars mm -hmm. and meeting people that have great gift of conversation. Yeah. And then we need to give those people a chance. Yeah. Those are the people that need the most help right now in our economy. They need the most lift up from us and mm -hmm. they need the opportunity to better themselves. Just like you had the opportunity to better yourself once. Yeah. Those are the people that really deserve to be SDRs in the modern world with 40 and $50,000 salaries plus commission. Yeah. Unfortunately, when we say, I don't care if they have experience, that's not really what we mean. Mm. We mean, we need people that understand the role, know the industry. You know, there's all these like little, oh, what I mean by no experience is, uh, you know, they don't have to be related to me like that. It yeah. has to stop, man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're saying is the persona of who we hire in that role, that we're expecting this unicorn type presence is not necessarily the right persona. So if we took a step back and we, and and James and I, we go to the mall and we just literally look for people that can wow a room in a retail setting, I guarantee that's the person we're looking for. Oh, sure. Look, bartenders are incredibly gifted at getting people to talk to them. Come mm. on, that's like part of their persona. Salespeople that used to serve tables are amazing. You want to know why? Because they have no fear talking to strangers. And the reason is because they've been approaching tables full of strangers their entire lives going, hi, my name's Cheyenne and I'm going to be your server today. Can I start you off with an appetizer or maybe a margarita? Yeah. Yeah. They have no problem with it. It doesn't phase them. And that's mm. the same thing as picking up the phone and saying, hi, is this John? John, the reason I'm calling you is we have a great system for data orientation that I or data distribution that you should consider for your team. I'd mm. love to talk with you about it. When are you free? It's the same feeling that yeah. they don't have that makes them nervous. Salespeople mm. have to develop this over time. Restaurant people, bartenders, people that work in the general public, they have this gift naturally. Yeah. Lean into it, leaders. Go mm -hmm. out there and meet you some strangers. Bring them in and teach them something about your product and put them on the phones to talk to strangers. That's our job. Talk to strangers. But Anyone in sales that tells you differently is trying to work an existing network. And that's not the same thing as cold sales. Are we digging into perhaps that another issue is that we're some of these leaderships are still leaning on the skills from yesteryear, believing that that's still effective. So therefore the people that get into the roles are basically paralyzed by all the things they have to be able to do. They know, but they know they can't do it. But if they copy what the people that are 10 years older than them, they're just going to get doors slammed in their face consistently. And they don't want to do that. So they're stuck. I think what, yeah, yeah well, so uh, there's a generational gap here. You mm -hmm. see, 
if you are in leadership today, you're probably of a certain generation. And in that generation, when we were in our prime, we were selling on the phones. Yep. So we think more calls is the answer. Yep. Prior to that, we were all knocking on doors. Maybe your leadership is even an older generation. Mm -hmm. Maybe that person still thinks, I'm just going to get in my truck and drive around and knock on doors. Yep. But young people today are more connected than ever before. We have the ability to not have to knock on any doors and we can still connect with strangers. That's so much more efficient. Mm. And if you look at top sales performers in the modern selling environment at modern companies, they're going to tell you they do less better. Yeah. O yeah. Older leaders out there tend to lean on what they know, what they're comfortable with. There's nothing wrong with this. I'm not condemning it. I'm just saying human beings tend to gravitate towards things they're comfortable with mm -hmm. because they were comfortable in their prime dialing and smiling and crushing numbers, talking to strangers. Mm -hmm. They look at their sales reps of today on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Instagram, and they go, what are you doing? Well, this like is the same as that message that you would have left to that person. Yeah. This quick follow is the same as that quick voicemail that you might've left to that person, yeah. right? It's a, just a different touch point. And I think the generational gap causes friction between leaders and frontline reps for that reason. There's nothing wrong with either point of view. It's merely a matter of preference for an individual. Do you think that that some of what we've uncovered there is there no connection to the doing one, two, they still come from what we can't measure. We can't improve. So if they don't have like a, uh, revenues in Alex Boyd, hello, don't have that system to measure all of those actions. They don't even know what striking relevance with their ICP because they don't understand what all of those things are. What you've just said can actually, that that's, that's the phone ringing in 1984. That's right. That's right. And that's the thing is that instant results are what's expected at mm -hmm. a certain level. The problem is, is that most sellers in the modern selling environment are like mad scientists. We, what we really are, are experiments. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do is a grand experiment. Well, maybe this email will work today. Okay, how am I feeling today? What's my opener gonna be? This is my opener today. This is what I'm gonna try. All right, mm -hmm. cool. Next time I'm gonna try this opener. Okay, cool. Well, let's make sure I mark down everything opener. We are data analysts, data analysts, mm -hmm. and we have to analyze all of the data every single day so that we can figure out what works for us. And I'll say this one more time for everyone in the back. Pragmatism is the religion of sales. There is no right answer in anything that we do. There is only what works. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, James, we could talk about like that part of that probably all day, but Tell me all day, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Tell like, obviously we're, we're unequivocally aligned and I'm sure that the audience can hear that. What are some of the biggest things that you've learned on your journey? Uh, so I learned to slow down really early. I spent four years as an SDR for mm -hmm. that reason. I tried the AE role too soon mm -hmm. and I got real uncomfortable real fast and they put me back into business development. And it was like the best thing that they could have done because I, I actually like love the, the role of business development. I think it's mm -hmm. amazing. I'm, I can close like no problem. You know, it's, it's cool. I know how to do it. 
Uh, but business development, we can agree that new conversations equal new business. That's 100% true all the time. Yeah. And I always want to be the source of new conversations because I'm good at those. <laughs> so <laughs> that that's what I've learned is to slow down and really get good at what you do best. Really zone in on it. Yeah. So I would normally ask, like, some of, what are some of the things you've learned along that journey? But we've probably already covered that through what we've discussed already. Um, so with what you're doing now, like who who can you help the most? Because obviously you're so everywhere. Definitely. But... <laughs> so definitely frontline sales reps. If you're an SDR or an account executive, joinjbsales.com is where you want to be because we're going to give you that continuous learning experience for you to develop along your four or five first years as a seller. By then, hell, you'll probably stumble across thousands of resources. But if you're a new seller, we can really help you get a process and a structure in place and keep you growing and developing through the sales role. And then at the same time, our other ideal persona is team leaders, people that run teams of salespeople, give them resources that will allow them to grow and develop. Let them Watch stuff that helps them try new things. This is how people grow. They try things and they figure out if they work for them and then they stick to the stuff that works and they let go of stuff that doesn't. So the leaders and the frontline reps, those are typically the folks that we serve. On the professional services side for like the in-person trainings, it's usually sales enablement leaders, CROs and VPs of sales. So we have an eclectic array of sales personalities that we can help. <laughs> awesome. Do you have any tips for the listeners for what we've discussed today? Or, or anything you'd I like do. to share. Yep. I do. Uh, I, and I think the tone of this entire podcast has been be realistic about your career decisions and mm -hmm. what you want to do with your life, because your career is your doorway to the rest of what matters to your life. Mm -hmm. You do it all the time, Monday through Friday, sometimes more. I hope you love it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, don't, yeah. don't follow the white rabbit to account executive because some idiot told you to. Instead, decide for yourself. What do you want to do? Go do it. Spend your energy there. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Oh, well, thank you so much, James, for coming on this episode of Better Business Building. Um, if the listeners have absolutely loved what you've had to say as much as I have, where's the best place to contact you? Yeah, hit me up at Say What Sales, all one word on Instagram, on TikTok, and on Twitter. That's where I've spent most of my time lately because mm -hmm. I am rapidly approaching the 30,000 connection limit on LinkedIn. Yeah. So get it in while you can because once I hit that 30,000 limit, it's just followers from there. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no like truth to the rumors you're going to start culling? No. <laughs> I'm going to start what? Culling, <laughs> trimming your list. Your connection list. Oh, uh, no, I do trim my list, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. If you yeah. are inactive in my yeah. network, you are at risk, yo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, what a, what a fun note to leave that on, mate. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You got it, my friend. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thanks for listening. If you, like me, have received great value from my guest, please like, share, and follow. See you next time.